0: Welcome everybody to the Month Movie Dispatch. We get together every month and we talk about what we've seen and what we recommend and possibly what to, uh, possibly what to avoid. Wow, botched that one. What separates us from the other 100,000 other movie-related shows that were high school friends, we've been talking about movies basically forever, and uh, we'd be doing it even if no one was listening. So uh, I'm Nick Moffitt. I'm here today with Derek. What's your deal? Yo. Sean Bowlby. Hey, I'm Brandon Bulby.
1: How's it going?
0: Cool. You guys gave me some long pauses there. I wasn't sure you were actually there or not, <laughs> but uh, cool. I'm glad that you're here. Uh, we have a lot to talk about. Uh, you know, full disclosure, I, uh, I was actually kind of... Um, this was February's kind of weird month with uh, with movies and stuff. um just in terms of timelines. A lot of other shows have already put out their end of the year episodes. and we like to make sure we see all the movies before we do our top ten episode. Uh, you know, just so just so our lists are authentic. You know we're not critics. We don't typically get the press release screenings unless we uh, find them underground. And uh, you know, um I was kind of like, maybe we shouldn't do this one. Maybe we should just uh, do a top ten, just skip February and Uh, no, no, we, Sean, uh, credit to you. You were like, Hey, these four movies are going to be good. We should talk about the movies that are going to be good. And you're not wrong. I know we picked four movies for this month, like normal, but all four of them. I mean, I'm, I'm psyched to talk about them. Like, I think all four of them are pretty, pretty darn great. Um, Mm -hmm. I also want to say up top that this is going to be our last episode of the season before our top 10 episode, like I just said, and then we're going to be changing the format all around. So uh, we're actually going to be switching from a monthly show to a weekly show. So uh, we'll be covering uh, one movie a week and uh, we'll get into more nitty gritty details on that later. But uh, stay tuned for that. You know, uh, starting in March, we're going to be a, a weekly show. So uh, thumbs up. We're pretty excited. Um Anyway, uh, I feel like, you know, guys, let's just jump into it. we got some four great movies to talk about. Uh, the first one is uh, Brandon's pick. Um, Brandon, do you want to set the table for this one?
1: Yeah. Um, I liked what you were saying before, earlier, Nick, like with these four movies. I don't know if we've had an episode with this caliber of movies all the way through, at least on definitely year. Like I, right? yeah, definitely mm. not this year. Yeah, definitely not this year. All four of these really, really impressed me and were really great to watch. Um, And the first one we're going to talk about is Sound of Metal. Um, A heavy metal drummer's life is thrown into free fall when he begins to lose his hearing. I actually first heard about this movie, like, I feel like you hear about all these movies last minute, like, right as they're coming out, like, just, like, because it's been such a weird year. Um, I didn't hear about this movie until, like, really the Slash film cast, and they threw it on their top ten list, and what was it? Three of them put as their number one. Two. No, two I just two listened two to it. Three it's two,
2: it two one. at number one. And, uh, one and at number four. Yeah, I was just
1: like, holy shit. Like, not only do I know so little about this movie, but people are now gushing about it all of a sudden. Um, so I'm I mean, really the glad. Thing with that,
0: the thing with that is that like the indies, you know, you don't know how good they're going to be until they actually come out and then people see them and it's like, whoa, that was something. Yeah. Didn't yeah. mean to interrupt you.
1: Yeah, you don't have that, like, you know, you don't know the director, you don't know the writer. It's just this small budget movie that comes out and really explodes. Um, so, t- this was a really powerful, very beautiful film. Um, this movie takes you on a very high emotional, like, r- roller coaster through it. And it really, I really felt it along with a lot of the other movies we watched on this list. Um, I think one of the cool things that like stood out to me in this movie when thinking back on it is the journey that this character goes on throughout like the stages of this film. It's really like broken up into this interesting like three acts in my head of him on the road touring um, and him learning about uh, you know him experiences loss of hearing. Uh, all the way to him on the, what is it, like the farm, uh, kind mm-hmm. of this big middle part of him growing, and uh, as a person and then the ending which I thought was absolutely perfect of where it kind of goes and you jump into the future a little bit and um, you really see a different life in the end and um, I I love the way it wrapped up I think this this movie is full of really profound acting all across the board Uh, Riz Ahmed is amazing in this movie It's pretty crazy, Um, and throughout and the whole cast uh, in its entirety, like the the in like really caring uh, mentor that he gains halfway through the movie. Um, I maybe one of you guys can look up who it is.
2: Paul uh, Ratchie.
1: Paul Ratchie. Um, That character is so well done and so realistic, and out of the amount of like studying he had to, I don't know. Maybe they that I was already a part of this actor's life, but
0: he did a fantastic job as kind of the mentor role in mm-hmm. this film. Um, Real quick, a uh, legend yeah. has it, there were a few big name actors who were um, up for that that part, but they wanted to cast someone who was fluent in sign language and uh, part of the deaf community. And okay. so, because they wanted to be as authentic as possible. And I mean, he, he killed it. I don't, I, I, yeah. I agree completely. Like he was phenomenal. It
1: almost feels like documentary at times when they're when they're in that um facility for deaf people and i mean uh, everyone's talking a lot about the sound mixing really creative interesting choices for how they were going to show this to the audience throughout the course of the movie it's not just one full thing the whole time you're not just like experiencing deafness the entire movie it's like very poignant parts throughout and it goes back and forth and then what happens at the end with um, medical device it's just like so perfect the way they have you experience sound in this movie Um, really great choice and again like I thought the ending was just absolutely nailed it not not only the final like minute of what it means to him on his journey but what came before the previous 10 minutes as well um, with the other characters in the film I thought was really really perfect and really beautiful
3: Mm-hmm.
0: That's what I thought. You're here, yeah, <laughs> yeah dude. Uh, great movie. did yeah. Did uh, did you rate relate at all as a as a drummer yourself?
1: Oh yeah, I forgot to oh. talk about the drumming. Uh, I uh, I loved that. Like they, you could tell the writer or director of this film got like the music scene really well, and the music they were actually playing was like this really gritty, interesting experimental metal. Like I felt like I was listening to like Daughter's new album. And it was, it was really fucking
0: cool. Like something I would
1: want to listen to. Well, and then was, to like,
0: was, what's that? I was just gonna say, like, it was only the two of them. Like it was like him, yeah, the drummer and then the lead singer. And it like, they were in a relationship a female, you know, and they were a woman, they were like together. And then later on when he's at the farm, it like shows what she's been doing musically while he's been yeah, away. And, and she's like just doing this experimental, like weird noise stuff at like an art gallery yeah i'm guessing <laughs> it's like experimental metal on the floor like sitting
1: down and all these people around <laughs> her with cameras like although you they didn't, just really you nailed the whole scene it.
2: you couldn't hear it because he at that point couldn't hear. yeah
1: it. yeah but uh, yeah that's what i was imagining i just loved that they like they made them actual artists they weren't just playing like some metal that some bland metal that people who haven't researched the genre would mm-hmm. just think of. It was like really artful experimental metal that would have a cult following and that they could actually like travel across the world to play. So mm-hmm. that was cool.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Did, um, we've, we've all been in, uh, in bands here. Um, how are your guys's hearing? Do you guys uh, have <laughs> any, uh, hearing?
1: I think I have a, a little ringing. Yeah. tonight, Tinnitus. But, uh, nothing severe.
2: Yeah i i've I've had some pretty some pretty serious tinnitus. It, you yeah. know, nothing that that is uh, life changing in any way. But um, I definitely every once in a while get a. So what I think um, in the scene where he they're like setting up the merch table and everything. I oh, know exactly It's like you're the going. first time. Yeah, I've that, had that, that that happens. Before. That definitely happens yeah. to me. Usually it, it's it's all or it's almost always only in one year at a time and it always comes back. But that definitely happens to me somewhat frequently. And that scene was horrifying. <laughs> like my heart started racing because I knew, you know, what the movie was yeah you know, where it was going and everything. And and
3: it was and like him like trying to stay really calm while me. it's happening.
2: Yeah. And um, not trying to freak out. But yeah, it was, um, this movie really got to me for sure. Um, it's, it's like kind of haunted my thoughts, uh, in the last like couple of days I watched it yesterday and it was like, <clears throat> it was the last thing I thought of before I went to bed. And the first thing I thought of when I woke up this morning and like it, I was making dinner last night and it like, just I, I kind of flashed a couple of scenes through my head and it just like stopped me in my tracks and I just had to like take a take a minute to to um, to just process uh, the movie um, and uh, <clears throat> it's um, yeah I, I totally I'm totally on board like with everything you said Brandon
1: like what what are those scenes that? stand out to you or I don't Honest, know, haunt you
2: there's so two scenes i keep going through in my head one is the scene um the i guess titular scene that y- you could say is the one where where it's just him and that deaf kid uh sitting on the slide
1: oh, man yeah oh um, yeah i wanted to bring that up too and yeah, that th- scene's brilliant. yeah you know that, so that's, that's that's kind of a beautiful scene. It's you know, such a beautiful
2: right? scene, yeah. and I think so beautifully captures what the movie is all about. Um, and like, it, what it, I loved it, about
0: yeah, go ahead. Yeah, what I loved about that scene was how like you know the, the movie ha- had like surprisingly excellent cinematography too, and like that scene was shot with so much intimacy, mm-hmm. and it was like it was like this moment where it was like close up on him, close up on the on the on the uh, slide that he was playing on to close up with the sad kid listening his ear and then like it did a wide shot back and you could just like like they were having this intimate moment of like feeling music and then it cut back and it's just like yeah but like you know it's like it's very quiet for everyone else. you know it's mm-hmm. like it's like it just
2: yeah it's um yeah I think that perfectly captures like what the movie's all about and, just,
1: a, and being a drummer a, too like that's just such a habit of all drummers is to do that on their lap or on their desk and have other people be annoyed but to have it in that setting just on this metal slide that could resonate that sound to the boys' ears one of the only know, things really, he can hear yeah it was really beautiful yeah
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, this movie is. Uh, deeply sad to me like this movie was like deeply like distressing and uh and sad and frustrating and um you know just like it was like it was really hard to, to watch a little bit just because just, be, just seeing someone who's whose whole life is basically being shattered and he's um it's like out of his control and he um has to decide what to do and or just go with it like it's like it just that whole dilemma that initial dilemma that he goes through is like so it's so deeply sad to me and, it and is like scary a recovering addict and stuff it's like right right and um you know this movie speaking of that i mean like this movie operates on so many different levels um because like for 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 instance like he starts later on in the movie he starts portraying like addict behavior you know like impulse uh, decision making and that uh, that's off like all something his like,
2: belongings and
0: right but he, well, he wasn't doing it for drugs so he like wasn't mm-hmm. thinking that it was like anything wrong and uh, the guy Joe was calling him out on it and he like he had this look like I don't know what you're talking about like I'm not I'm not using you know but it was like like it's kind of like the thing of addicts are it's bigger than just like your thing of choice. You know, there's all this other stuff that kind of goes along with it. There all these, or, or the fact that you can be addicted to other, other things in your life. Um, I just thought that was like something that the movie like didn't necessarily need to have in there, but it wasn't there. And it was like, like that's something else for people to grab onto and like really think about, you know, like that's, that's something for like all of us to like really think about. And, um, I also like have to say that uh, the the deaf culture that was represented in this movie was very very accurate. You know, like I, I watched it with Shannon and she uh, and she majored in uh, ASL studies at and you know for her bachelor's degree and that's what she kept saying through the movie. Like the games that they were playing are all games that she had played before. The um, the whole dilemma of whether or not um, they need whether or not he should stay with the deaf community or get cochlear implants. Like that's um, that's like a real debate that people in deaf culture, um, grapple with. Um, a lot of it has to do with like, you know, uh, Hey, if I can get met, uh, mechanically better, why shouldn't I? Or, you know, you could, or, or, you know, you also could just embrace the culture that is like a family and very tight knit and, you know, learn to live your life to the fullest in a different way. Um, but, um, all of that was like represented with such accuracy and, Authenticity, that um, it just it just was great. It just it's a great movie.
3: Yeah, I think uh, I mean I agree with everything you guys have said so far, but I think while it is sad, I found the movie really inspiring though too, uh, like in a very pot like it feels like it's a it's a pretty positive movie for how dramatic it is. And like, like the characters are constantly trying to better themselves and they're making, you know, they're, they're letting, you know, we see all their emotion and stuff, but they're still making like good choices and like being smart and like trying to better themselves pretty much throughout the whole movie. You know, Mm -hmm. there's different things like getting the implants and stuff that, um, you know, I guess, like you said, that's a debate. So it's kind of your decision on whether or not that's like a positive thing or not. But um, yeah, I th- I found that aspect of it really inspiring. Um.
1: And yeah, I know what you mean. Like the, the to me, it's the ending felt felt resolved. Yeah, and yeah. it's more about
2: growth ways. and and learning to you know find find that place of, of happiness and contentment um, a lot more than a lot more than just, you know, a lot of movies just revel in the, in the depressing aspects of it. And um, I don't think that was this movie at all. Mm -hmm. Um, And
1: especially, and with his girlfriend too, I thought they had a really like kind of clever and beautiful way of showing yeah. The resolution yeah. between uh, those two characters. I, I really
2: loved how much you understand about their relationship and um, them as people, especially the the girlfriend, because you get you don't get to spend very much time with her, um, but you r- just through you know characterization and and little a lot of little beautiful moments, um, you get to learn so much about who they are and what they meant to each other and and how, you you know, you can like put together a whole relationship in your head, um, Mm -hmm. just from these small little moments without even really saying anything specific.
0: Little, Um, little details too. I mean, uh, Shannon pointed out that there was, there was, uh, one day he was wearing a shirt and then the next day she was wearing the same shirt. Mm -hmm. So they, they share clothes, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's like, that says a lot about the relationship. Yeah, You know, you, you pick up on those little things, even if you don't notice them, like those things, like you can just feel that they're extremely tight knit. And, Mm -hmm. um, I agree guys, like the way the, the, the way they resolve, I don't really want to talk about the ending, but you know, the, it was really well done. It was, uh, Pre-creative and uh, special, you know. It was. Mm. It felt so true to, you know, how things are. Things change and people move on, and you know, you can give each other hugs and kisses and just, yeah. you know, thank thankful and for the, the time that yeah, you had together. The way
2: stuff. that's the other scene that that has been getting to me every, you know, seemingly few hours since I saw the movie is the the scene in that in the bedroom and. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, just the way that that plays out and um, you know, again, Martha's so much is said. It's just yeah, a really clever yeah. writing. It's and, and, know, and nothing piece is said. It's mm-hmm. it, it just, you know, it, they just are so in control of um the way they're telling this story. Uh and the you know, through the performances, through the way that the scene plays out. It's it's so brilliantly put together. It's um yeah. Yeah. Great. Really impressive.
1: I think to tie a few things that a few of you have said, uh, Derek wrote the words like the setting here. I don't know if you mentioned that, oh, but yeah. I think that's like a really big part of the movie to make in its uniqueness is like, this isn't just any normal guy. Like they, they really put you in a place and in this character's head with him being a musician on the road, poor and addict, um, like in a metal band, like all this is just so much atmosphere for this character. And mm-hmm. in the first like 20 minutes of this film, you're just learning so much about who this person is and, you know, his exercising, his diet and like how kind of controlled he is over his life, even though he is just living in a van. And which I assume they just is, do like have a really good setup of the I, setting of all this yeah. backstory between. Which I, I assume is,
2: is kind of um, recovering um, addict behavior too, just like, you know, feeling like your life is so out of control for so long and then you just have to Mm. take complete control over it, um, and have your, have a routine. Right. Um, and just be really diligent about keeping occupied, focusing that, that behavior instead of into, um, your addiction into, into other behaviors. Um, yeah, there's, there's so much complexity to this movie. It could, you could get into pretty much any point in the movie and write an essay about it.
0: Yeah, really, it's like really one good. of those movies that were like yeah, it's like one of those movies that like yeah, uh like should be remembered, you know, it feels like uh I don't know, I'm I'm curious like this year is so weird with the academy awards and stuff. Like I'm wondering I'm just I'm wondering if it's like going to get like nominated for a bunch of stuff because it clearly should be, you know, obviously like sound mixing or and maybe the prom will be nominated best director. For a bunch of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, uh, I, I think I think the Academy Awards carries more weight and uh, respectability than the Golden Globes mm-hmm. because, yeah, the prom and uh, sing or song or whatever that, mo- you know, like all these. I mean, we don't really <laughs> want to talk about the Golden Globe <laughs> nominations, but yeah, I mean, like I don't think Simon Mel got nominated for anything for the Golden Globes. And it's like, you know, I wonder if, um, you know, I, I just wonder if a movie like this will, um, um, you know, reach like far reaching audiences. You know, it's like mm-hmm. it's on Amazon Prime. Most people have Prime, you know. Uh, people should watch this movie because it's, yeah. it's, it's authentic and real and true, you know, and it's really, really well done.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Um, anything else you guys want to add about this movie? That's it. Yeah. I feel like cool. we can gush about um, it forever. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, I mean, that was Sound of Metal. Like I just said, it's on Amazon Prime. Uh, so highly recommend it. Uh, sound mixing alone uh, is uh, fantastic. <laughs> so, um, mm-hmm. Uh, cool well, let's go on to the next pick um that is uh sean's pick um sean do you want to cap us off with this one
2: yeah well i don't want to cap us off I'm, i'll i'll kick us, Start off. us off but um kick us off yeah I'm sorry cap cap <laughs> um, off, cap off right. the last yeah um the cap or, <laughs> or <laughs> anyways this one. my movie pick was nomadland uh starring francis mcdormand um and the IMDb summary is after losing everything f- in the great recession a w- woman embarks on a journey through the American West living uh as a van dwelling modern day nomad um <clears throat> i also want to point out that uh actually I, ju- I just before this episode i was looking reading about this movie on wikipedia and it called it a neo western um which I, I didn't think of the movie at all as uh, the locations, um, a lot of Western yeah, locations. Yeah, the locations, I guess. the kind of nomad, the the moving through the American West. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, that's
0: that's interesting to think about because yeah, I mean, yeah. I like I I consider like you know No Country for Old Men or There Will Be Blood mm-hmm. neo westerns, but like yeah. even like uh, even like First Cow I think is a uh, western. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it, it, yeah, it definitely I definitely not think about.
2: I definitely don't wholly agree with that, but I think, I think that's a really interesting, uh, kind of take on the movie. Um, but, um, what's hard,
0: what's hard is that she's moving around so much. I mean, like, I feel like it's not like, I feel like most Westerns are like going somewhere, but they are usually trying to get somewhere. And this movie, she's not necessarily trying to get anywhere. Yeah. Am I wrong?
2: No, no, you're not. Um, Uh, yeah, but I I mean, overall, this is a, this is a super interesting and unique movie. Uh, and it's like, so it's like based on a nonfiction book, um, and it it about, it's, it's a nonfiction book about the nomad lifestyle in America. Uh, and it was adapted into a screenplay featuring the, uh, featuring and casting fictionalized versions of of the real life people who, uh, the book was about. Um, and, uh, so like many of the characters in this movie are actually the real life people who live, have been living this lifestyle. Uh, so like Linda May swanky and Bob Wells, um, are all like th- those are real people who really uh live like this and and i bl- i think bob wells um has like a he's kind of developed a following for this lifestyle and and he kind of plays that role in the movie of bringing these people together and kind of teaching he the them guy
3: about that this, was like talking yeah. to everyone yeah, yeah, he's uh-huh. like kind
2: of teaching everyone about this alternative, alternative I, lifestyle. I, I, I didn't
1: know that specifically than... for this movie, Sean. But mm. the director Chloe Zoa Zoa mm-hmm. is uh, known for that with her last movie, The Writer. She did a lot of the same thing, Interesting. Um, and people talked a lot about that with The Writer. And so I thought when I was watching this movie, I was like, "This seems so real." Uh huh.
2: Yeah, I mean yeah, that's that's totally to it. I, I don't, know. I I couldn't find any specifics, but I kind of assumed that. Um, you know, what you get out of this from, from that is along with Frances McDormand, uh, doing her, you know, typical thing, um, you have some incredible, honest performances, uh, in, in these, with these people. And I assume they're kind of telling their own story in those like really intimate, um, scenes that almost uh, while I was watching it, uh, I felt like we're bordering on like interview scenes where Frances McDormand just kind of sits down with these, these real life people, um, with the cameras rolling, um, and kind of play out this scene. And, and, you know, she's just kind of interviewing them about their life and what they've gone through. And so they're like, I, I really, I, at least the feeling that you get from the movie is that these stories are very much real and the emotions that they're um they're feeling are very real and authentic um and i've i've just never really seen a movie done like that except for maybe like borat you know
0: uh but yeah, um and this is like the reverse borat in that yeah one. yeah exactly um, yeah, Sean, I thought that, I mean, uh, we were looking into that, too, after we watched this movie. And I, I could swear swore that that guy um, that you just mentioned, what, what was his name? Bob, Bob, um, Bob Wells. Yeah, Bob Wells. Like, I could have swore that he, like, that he's, he was basically playing himself. Like, that whole thing. Yeah. He, he was the guy who, um, he organize, from what I understood, he actually does organize festivals mm-hmm. um, for people who are trying yeah. to live out of their... Uh, of the car and he like helps organize how to like show people how to do it. But it's like, he's like really well known in that kind of thing. I think Um, he
2: has like YouTube video, YouTube, a YouTube channel. And, um, you know, I think he's written a few books, uh, about it. And and, yeah. yeah. And Brandon Chloe, are you saying,
3: are you saying the real people played? Yeah. They play versions of themselves.
0: Yes. Correct. Like there's so only correct. like, there's only like two or three, like three, like real actors in this movie. Like mm-hmm. there's, uh, there's obviously Francis McDermott and then there's, uh, David, uh, Stra and I think there and may be one the other sister. person that's a real actor. The
1: sister, probably. Yeah, yeah. There, yeah, there are a few.
0: Yeah, more. but if you, look at, if you look at the credits, it's like most people are just like playing themselves, yeah, you know. And, yeah. um, you know, her, her next movie is the MCU Eternals. And um, rumor has it she <laughs> cast some real Eternals for, uh, for that movie. <laughs>
2: wow. <laughs> that's amazing.
0: Yeah. Sorry, a uh, little hanging through there. Uh, anyway, Sean, continue. Um,
2: yeah, so um, I mean, this movie just has so much to say about um, America and and kind of the traps of American capitalism, and, um, and and so much to say about like the people that it leaves behind, um, and it shows their story in a really poignant and personal and individualized way. Um, and it shows, you know, how they're, how these, these, um, market crashes and recessions and, and how, um, market fluctuations affect real people, um, in dramatic ways. Um, and it it gets really into, um, loss as well. Like the, the way that capitalism and our society can just uproot someone's life and just, um, you know and about how you, people are forced to pick up the pieces of their lives uh and and kind of deal with it and i think francis McDormand portrays such a interesting and complex and strong character i, I i'd like to hear your guys' take on her character but um Mm-hmm. My takeaway was kind of like a, a sense of strength, um, not only of sadness and and feeling what she has lost in her life, but but also uh, a lot of strength and um, her ability to endure uh, what has been thrown at her is um, is you know pretty incredible, pr- really inspirational and
1: uh, yeah, there's a lot in there. I, I also liked her. Just strong personality traits that she gave her character, like kind of her sassiness in a way, or where she's very forthcoming to people, and Mm -hmm. that comes out at a lot of different points throughout the movie. And I thought that was a really good choice. Um, It just like made her feel more full and real. Mm -hmm. Um, She wasn't just some quiet person who like never spoke because they could easily have fallen back into that type of character. But she had a good amount of like personality there when it when it needed to be, and that was great.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, she definitely um, wasn't the the silent, um, you know, l- like the the driver in Drive. She wasn't like kind of someone you're supposed to project onto. Um, she's definitely has a a full and complete, complex character underneath that yeah. quiet exterior.
1: And, and while uh, she was and, yeah. strong and living the best life she could, I, I, there was a lot, there was a lot of sadness there and a lot of anxiety there. And there are some really great scenes that showed that like when she, when she couldn't sleep in the bed and she had to go back out to her like freezing cold trailer and the comfort she felt when she finally got
0: back to being alone.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. there's,
0: it showed a lot. Yeah. I mean, part of that I think was that, um, you know, she, uh, she felt a little uncomfortable with, uh, Davis uh, family and how welcoming they were, I think. And you know, her. I think a lot of her thing was tied to you know her old life and how she loved her old life. And um, she was still in love with her husband. I think that, like for her, it was like she was still she was still married because and David Stratham clearly had a thing for her. You know, he wanted her around. He liked her. He liked her. And you know, she liked him, but as a friend. And that's like how she was, where she just was like she she couldn't let go of what she had before because it was it was so, it was, it was everything for her. And, um, you know, me, me and Shannon, Shannon plays this game, uh, from this podcast that she listens to called, um, Las Culturistas. And the, the game is, uh, actor, actor, or, or I guess it's actress or a star. And so you, you name an actor, an actor or an actress, and you, are they an actor or are they, uh, just, or are they a star? You know, because there's different qualities in there, but like, for this like, capital a actress you know uh, a true actress is able to uh you know uh poop uh in a tiny van uh in and make it super believable and it's uh, <laughs> <Snow laughs> like poor just like poop 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 in a bucket she's you know like her right flute. on camera you know? that
1: feeling she got immediately i, I was just like oh no like, yeah like she was so
0: just cool. like she was just like sitting like reading or something and then she was like oh no i need poop and then she pulled that bucket and just pooped in a bucket it's like Yep. Yep. She's an actor, like big, yep. big time, big time. Uh, and yeah, I mean, Sean, when you said yeah. typical before, I hope, I hope what you meant by that is typical in that everything she does is amazing because yeah. I feel like she is, she's got range. I mean, oh, you know, yeah. compare this role to, um, you know, uh, not hail Caesar, but what's the burn after reading, you know, yeah. it's like, mm-hmm. you know, oh, she yeah, can do sure. anything. Like she's, mm-hmm. she's one of the best. She is. one. Yeah. Of the I best. meant by,
2: by best. typical, her typical thing. I meant like, delivering an an incredible uh you know performance and with depth and (laughs) complexity and (laughs)
1: yeah Yeah. you you mentioned Ah. this a little bit with the western stuff nick um or sean Mm -hmm. Uh, but i i thought the like cinematography of the location and the setting like was just really impressive um i remember and and what it also meant to the movie like she there was a lot of shots or montages of her like just experiencing nature and feeling more connected to the earth and how that like got her through um this stage of her life um all up until the up including until the ending when she goes home and it's this dumpy old like torn down like small time like house and it's kind of sad, but then she opens the back door and the camera like lifts Mm -hmm. up and you just see the most like beautiful landscape Mm -hmm. that she had in her life behind that house that she got to wake up to every morning with her husband. And just that shot, like she just kind of wanders off and it doesn't say anything, but the camera lifts and floats up to the air and it was just like, no wonder this meant so much to her. Like she had this beautiful life here or she must have had this beautiful life. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, I really have to mention the specific scene with her friends um, that is moving to Alaska to live out the last few months of her life. Um, and it makes so much sense you saying that this is a real, like that was probably a real person. And I don't know how much of exactly what she was saying, like with her time left on this earth was real or not. Mm-hmm. But that monologue that she gave like absolutely destroyed me. Yeah, when it was happening. for sure. I think that was swanky. I Um, was a mess. And the words she was saying and the way, like the way her, the cadence of her voice trying to explain what life meant to her or those moments in her life meant to her Mm -hmm. um, was so astounding. And I can't believe they captured that on film.
2: Mm -hmm. And then again, when uh, that all kind of comes back around in the end, around the fire. Mm
1: hmm.
2: Which oh, may yeah. have. I was. I was I mean, absolutely I, a mess at that I mean, moment. I don't man. know, really but great. that that may have even been a real, um,
1: real video, right?
2: Real a a real remembrance of her, maybe. Yeah. I don't know.
1: Um, it all definitely could have been. Mm-hmm. And when I was watching that, I was wondering if it was, and that just made it all the more. Uh,
0: yeah. Yeah. Powerful. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. That's that's something. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even think that that could have been a a real. Wow.
3: Yeah. I didn't know any of that like before you just told me about like these actors and stuff or the not actors being in the movie mm-hmm. that kind of changes a lot of it contextually. And, um, I, this movie is kind of interesting cause, uh, I work with a guy that was a hobo for like five years by choice like, he just wanted to not have any personal possessions and just, like, ride around on train cars and just, like, make ends meet with, like, the small, like, the minimal things possible for a long time. And so it was just kind of fun to talk to him about this movie. And, like, um, there's, like, there's a quote in the movie that I've literally heard him say, you know, it was, like, I had to tell him after I watched the movie because I was, like, oh, my God. Where she's, like, talking to her niece, I think. She's, like, Mommy says you're you're homeless. She's like, I'm not homeless. I'm just houseless or something like that. I've literally said that before that exact line. Mm -hmm. I don't, that's probably like a common line, but, um, yeah, yeah, it was a really great movie all around.
0: I mean, Derek, I mean, I feel feel like this isn't your typical, like kind of movie, you know I mean? No offense or anything. I just feel like you don't typically like gravitate towards like this sort of like slow, like meandering, like, you know, uh, it's kind of a hangout movie in a lot of ways. Like, you know, um, Yeah. Like, did you... um, Was this one particularly, like, well done for you? Or, um, like, did you connect with it? Like, what... um, I don't know. Um,
3: I mean, it's definitely... It's a... You can't argue it's not, like, a really well done movie. it's just... It was just visually... It's an awesome movie to watch. It just looks great all the time. And, uh, I mean, Francis McDormand's always entertaining to watch she's just she's so engaging constantly so um she really could pull me through that kind of movie and yeah this isn't normally something i'm that into and i was kind of i thought it was it was it was really good but you know it's not i don't know where it's if it's gonna make on like my top 10 kind of thing but um yeah yeah it's definitely not my cup of tea but i did i was surprised how much i ended up enjoying it
2: yeah, I I uh, kind of agree. I um, not that this isn't my typical cup of tea, but I think it was for as kind of slow and meandering as it was, I thought it was um, pretty entertaining. I thought like the constant change of scenery, you know, um, constantly meeting new people and talking to new people and moving around and, and seeing what what the all these different situations she found herself in. I thought that was, um, you know, kind of fun to watch and yeah, it, like it, years it, go by in this movie Yeah, definitely. And, and, and
1: all that helps the pacing for sure. Yeah. Uh,
2: it's it, not it feels staying. like it's constantly was, yeah. moving for sure. And yeah, and yeah.
0: I mean, you know, this like movie bad. is my cup of tea, you know, like I love this type of movie. Like I love, I love a movie where, uh, the drama happens off screen. You know, like like the movie, like all the sad stuff really happened before the movie started. You know, like the first thing in the movie is the title sequence of, you know, there was this town and uh, it was a mining town. And then the mine went under and then uh, the town stopped being a zip code like they lost its zip code. And like that alone, you're just like, okay, well, that sucks. Um, But, you know, there could have been a whole movie about that you know, and then there could have been a whole movie about her husband dying, but instead like this movie is the aftermath of someone just like figuring out what they want to do next. And, uh, also just being lost and yeah, surviving. Yeah. And it's like, it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's meandering, but yeah, I agree. I don't think it's slow, like hardly at all. I think like the pacing is actually like really, really quick, you know, not like, not like fast, you know, it's not like it's action packed or anything, but in terms of like, a hangout movie without any drama you know it's it's you know it's it's pretty um <laughs> it's it, it moves you know and i guess that's mm-hmm. location to location and people to people and stuff but you know, it kind of reminded me of like Patterson in a lot of ways where like uh was one of my favorite movie back in 2016 where like you know, that movie had literally no drama. Like the most drama in that was like the dog was knocking over the mailbox a little bit. But um, <laughs> this movie definitely had a little more drama because she was actually trying to survive. But I don't know. I never actually felt like she was like in danger, you know, of not surviving. Yeah, you she, know, she, she was kind of like had it on top of it the whole time. Yeah. There was that point where, any, you know, the, she was at a gas station of losing anything. Like she was at that gas station and the, the worker came out and was like, Hey, you know, we, there's a church down the street that'll take people in. And she was like, no, I'm fine. You know, I, it's going to be cold, but you mm-hmm. know, it'll be negative 20 degrees, but you know, I'll, I'll be okay. And, mm-hmm. and she was okay. And, um, you know, uh, there's definitely like sad, there was like loneliness and like angst and, you know, sadness in that, uh in that lifestyle but um yeah there was like hardly any drama drama and uh you know i I was all for that i thought this was great i i i loved this movie yeah pretty fantastic Mm. um yeah yeah um any other scenes you guys want to bring up anything else um you know anything specific
1: no brought up my nope. specifics mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean
2: just yeah. just all those scenes w- where she's talking to the real people um, are, are worth you know, the, the price of the ticket alone.
0: Yeah, I mean this movie too uh, it's going to be on Hulu by the time this movie uh, airs so or by the time this podcast airs. So um, you know if you have Hulu highly recommend watching. I think it's in theaters too. Um, I think it's, I mean, I think this is going to be an Academy Awards movie for sure. I mean, uh, just yeah, of all the movies uh-huh. we're
1: talking about, even though this is very small, I feel like this is the one that's for sure breaking out in the indie mm-hmm. word of
0: mouth. Yeah, yeah, just especially just with a big star like Frances McDermott. I mean, she's bound to get best actress. And oh, um, a big star,
2: you say, Nick?
3: <laughs>
0: a big, a she's big a star actress. Now. <laughs> like, uh, no, she's an actress, capital A. Um, cool. Well then, uh, yeah. I mean, we can move on to the next to, to the next movie. Um. Uh, I, I, gosh, there was something else I wanted to bring up with this movie, but I think I'm just blanking on it. So, um, yeah, let's just move on to the next one. So, uh, Derek, I think the next movie is uh, is your pick.
1: It is another my... movie that's not a Derek movie. Mm-hmm.
3: Um, yeah. So my pick was Minari. The plot synopsis is, it's the eight it's the 1980s, and David, a seven-year-old Korean-American boy, is faced with new surroundings and a different way of life when his father Jacob moves their family from the West Coast to rural Arkansas. His mother Monica is a get. I mean, so this is really long. Uh, it's like <laughs> is a that from Lairbox?
0: Because Lairbox <laughs> yeah. summaries here's are a, kind of Here's up I am, IMDb. Yeah, if you IMDb it,
2: summary yeah. is a Korean family starts a farm in 1980s
0: Arkansas. Right, then perfect makes, yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah the about. that's 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 all you need with this plot <laughs> yeah uh,
3: i didn't know the sun's the main character so that i kind of wanted to mention right? that yeah, yeah i maybe?
2: wanted to i wanted to talk about that too
3: okay well we'll get into it um so i chose this movie because it was getting some really good buzz uh steven Yoon is in it and he's um he's pretty great i've been seeing him in a lot of just like random stuff lately and he's He's, uh, he's really great. He's, he's in turn- Okja. What, the Burning? In, yeah, he's in Oakja. I didn't see Burning. He's but in I Walking he's in Dead. There. Walking it's Dead. Glenn from Walking Dead. Watch this movie. This
1: uh, and, and, and the buzz movie you're movie referring movie. to being 2020 Sundance Film Festival yes, winner. Yes, yes. Oh, wow. And, uh,
0: Sundance, Sundance is going on right now. Yeah, or maybe it was, maybe it was last oh, week. God. But like yeah, like Sundance is going on right now, 2021. And whatever wins this year for sundance we'll see it in 12 months yeah. basically.
1: <laughs> sometime but then there's been a few sundance movies i went to netflix like a week later um
0: right i mean it's all about distribution and stuff yeah, it's crazy. it seems like the ones that like win uh come out like you know at the end of the year because they want to like do the award circuit and try to get some awards again and stuff. sundance but. they
1: haven't announced this year's winner yet no, it's currently happening. Oh, okay, yeah, right somebody,
3: somebody broke a record already, I know, for the amount oh, of money selling that they... the movie yeah. for like 35 million. Yeah, oh wow,
1: to uh, Apple, Apple or something.
3: Yeah, hmm. yeah, anyways. Uh, so yeah, this, uh, yeah, so that's why we chose this movie for this month. Um, the movie is about well, Sean. Okay, so. I got off track.
0: Um. I feel like, Derek, I feel like it's almost <laughs> well, like, like unfair notes, for you to like. I, got it. I, just uh, I feel got like it's like a loss. And, and no, you know, it's OK. It's OK. I just uh, I just want to say really quick. It's just funny because like yeah. going into this episode, there were four big movies. Yeah. And like you kind of just got, got slotted with this one a little <laughs> bit. And I would say this isn't normally your choice. Like I the like question I asked you on the last episode, I feel like could be asked again do you. I mean, this is a pretty simple movie about an Asian family starting a farm and that's pretty much the movie. You know, the grandma comes and lives with her and they drink Mountain Dew. This one
3: (laughs) I liked a lot. I was very engaged in this whole movie from start to finish. Like it was just an interesting premise, like an Asian family. And I don't know like what the politics were necessarily with uh, Asians in America during like the Reagan era. But, um, an Asian family moving to Arkansas just sounds like an interesting premise. And they, you know, they moved from California where they were kind of happy, but you know, struggling. And, uh, the father wanted to live his dream of starting his own farm and grow like a lot of Korean vegetables and stuff like that. And, um, yeah, that was just kind of a fascinating concept and then see how they, how they relate or how they kind of fit in, in Arkansas is also just like, an interesting thing, you know, they're, what are they, 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 I think they say what it's called, but they, their job, their like occupation. Their day job is they are, sexing. Yeah. Yes. Chickens? chickens. Yeah.
1: Chickens. So they just see. Didn't save. know that was a thing. Yeah. <laughs> Which is,
2: is uh, determining the sex of the, of chickens, right. chick, baby
3: chicks. Because the, the men, they just get thrown in the yeah because you, you
2: only eat female chickens and yeah. the males are probably too much of a hassle so you right
3: yeah so he's like an all star chicken sexer and he moves <laughs> to Arkansas where he's just like the cool kid on the block like <laughs> sorting out chickens, so bad. these things are
1: so subtle in the movie, I yeah. or Derek, I like it's this rom com, <laughs> uh,
3: anyways. So, what I really liked about the movie was, um, like they did a lot of just like interesting characters that I haven't really seen before. Like, uh, there is a stereotypical Asian grandparent, like that, that exists in American cinema and like a lot of movies we've seen, and it was cool for them to take like this grandma character. And like, even to the kids, she's like, you're not a great, you're not a grandma. Like the way she acts around them. And like, she like loves wrestling and like
0: grandma's (laughs) make cookies. They don't watch wrestling
2: and they, they don't
0: swear. (laughs) Although my grandma watched wrestling. So, uh, you know, grandma's watch wrestling. Mm
3: -hmm. Yeah. But that whole dynamic was really interesting and engaging. And that, um, Uh, I don't remember the actor's name, but the the religious guy, uh, Will Patton.
1: Been around
0: forever. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah, He He was so many. Remember
0: the Titans. Yeah. Mm.
3: (laughs) He was so good in this movie. And um, he's just such a unique guy, too, like like to everybody in the movie. Like everyone looks at him like he's like a weirdo because he's just such a different, like super religious, but also just like the friendliest guy. And like, just wants to help out <laughs> and like, you know, he's so excited to watch these vegetables grow and stuff like that. And, um, yeah, it was really just that the characters like carry this movie. So, so well, um, they found, found ways to just make every scene about farming or walking or just, you know, everything's really interesting consistently. And, uh, I really liked the evolution of like this whole family's dynamic uh, from the beginning of the movie to the end of the movie. Like they're constantly getting hit with different problems and, you know, they kind of implode and like fight about it. But then they keep coming to a resolution and finding a way to like move forward and try to make things better. And um, yeah, like all three of these movies that we've talked about so far kind of share this optimistic quality about him where um, there's just like, you know, all this bad stuff that happens. There's always like this glimmer of hope, um, which I really like. Like looking back on these three, it just like, it feels good to see like dramas like this that are so optimistic, I guess, because it's so easy to get Mm. to go the other direction. Um, And then... The other thing that works really well about this movie, I think is the constant dread of the child of the the child's like heart murmur. Mm -hmm.
2: Um,
3: Like train, I was going to mention it earlier, but um, since we hadn't talked about this yet, I didn't want to make the comparison, but in sound of metal, like you kind of always had like right behind everything that's going this fear that he's going to fall back into like, drugs and stuff like that i think that having that fear there like at least for me like really helps me uh engage in the story that they're telling a lot more i think that's what stuff like nomad land is a little bit harder because there's Mm -hmm. not really a whole lot of fear or there's you know she she proved to us pretty early on that she's fine and she's Mm -hmm. gonna make it through you know no matter what comes at her um but yeah, there's like a couple moments yeah. in this movie that I'm just like getting really stressed out. Like seeing, like when the kid, oh, when he get, I think it's he gives the grandma the the pee, <laughs> and then he runs out of the house and like goes running yeah. out to the woods, and like he just keeps going and going. You're just like all of a sudden that dread just starts notching up, and you're like, oh shit, like this is yeah. where the big horrible thing's gonna happen. But yeah. then it never does. It's just like. Okay. Like yeah. some things are just like existential fears that we have to deal with in life, you know,
0: I mean, how brilliant of a scene that was that though? Like the, uh, you're right. I mean, you're totally right. Like that was, that was disgusting <laughs> and uh, like horrifying her drinking the pee. And then, uh, because you know they've been drinking Mountain Dew the whole movie, and Mountain Dew looks like tea. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then, I didn't make that uh, connection. and then, well, she it's tells him to go to some of that spring, the spring water, yeah. whatever, the mountain water. And then, uh, and then uh, he goes running out, and then yeah, Derek, you're totally right. Like, is this where like you know they're out in the middle of nowhere, like an ambulance isn't gonna be able to come, and then uh, he ends up just getting in trouble for it. You know, and his dad's like, Okay, go get the stick and grandma starts <laughs> yeah. fr- grandma starts freaking out. Grandma's going yeah. like, It wasn't even that bad. I mean, like, you know, <laughs> I drank a little pee, so what? Like you don't have to beat the kid, you know? Uh-huh. And and it just was, it was like funny. one
1: one plot point, there's so many great character dynamics and interactions that just keep going back and forth throughout all yeah. of it. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. really brilliant. Yeah.
2: I mean that that's really what carries this movie is is the incredibly complex and interesting dynamics of the family. I feel like you could, with any pair pairing of characters, you could write an essay on, on the depth of that relationship. Like with the, the boy and the, and the daughter, the, the father and the wife, the, and, and I think the, really the heart of the movie is the little boy and the, and the grandma's relationship. I think that is really what, what holds the movie together for me. And I even, I kind of actually, we talked about this a little bit earlier, but I felt like that the boy was the main character of the movie. And I kind of, in my head as I was watching it, I was kind of comparing it to, um, uh, the tree of life. Um, Terrence Malick's Tree of Life where it's it almost felt I mean first of all it, it, there's a lot of cinematography or the way it's shot is similar uh, or uh, was kind of reminiscent of a Terrence Malick movie just like the the wide nat- very natural landscape um steady cam shots and you know just of of um you know like the dad just holding holding the soil in his hand or that, a lot of that kind of stuff, but also just the way that that um, that I guess the they told the story of the boy for me, um, felt a lot like someone maybe even remembering or recalling um, a childhood experience, you know, just like one, this one summer where his family moved to Arkansas. And um, kind of the fears and the the way that he experienced that that life, and so I think like the thing that held the movie together for me was that relationship with the boy and the grandma, where he starts out just kind of hating her because first of all he's he's afraid of her her coming in the first place because he thinks that she's going to make her parents fight, or, or he thinks that she's going to make his parents fight, um, and then when she gets there he doesn't like her because she's not she's not a real grandma Um, and he has to sleep in the same room as her and she smells and she snores um, while he's trying to sleep and everything. But then like the way that that relationship develops and, um, and kind of it's, it's ultimate conclusion is so beautiful and heartwarming and, um,
1: and that that kind of adorable. Between the two when mm, it's literally like a, almost turns into like a typical movie climax of um, when the fire or when the boy has to catch up to the grandma mm-hmm. the wandering grandma. Like, mm. yeah, it, it's like such a actual small moment. Cause like, he's only like running like 20 feet or 20 mm-hmm. meters or something. Yeah. But the, like the way it's shot and the, the amount that it means, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, to what he, all the boys gone through and then, um, him connecting with his grandma, was really great
2: yeah definitely and then like you know no spoilers but the the scene with him in in bed and they're talking about how he's af- he's afraid of dying from his heart murmur and you know the ju- the gut punch um of that the conclusion to that is uh it really got to me it was um <clears throat> it's a really powerful scene
0: This movie's great. This mm-hmm. movie's really, really great. Uh, um, yeah, I agree. Those scenes were pretty fantastic. Um, I loved how what you said about the character dynamics. I, I felt like um, I felt like that echoed in the plot too. Like everything that happened in the plot was like related directly to the character dynamics, and even like even with the ultimate conclusion, the climax and like what happened to the grandma, I felt like, you know, I don't really want to get into the specifics of it because we're not going to do spoilers for this movie, but you know, I felt like it was like metaphorical on some level, you know, like um, Mm -hmm. the, the, the relationship that they all had to the grandma was like echoed in the behavior that they had um, in that moment of the climax. And then going forward after to the end of the movie, it just kind of felt like um, the family was like breaking, but then it was like, pulled back together, you know, and Mm -hmm. that was, that was something really special to see, you know, the, um, yeah. Uh, I, I really loved this movie. I thought that, um, I thought that another, I thought that like a lot of like, like Korean Americans would find like a lot of uh, like representation in this, you know. I, I I wonder if like not necessarily like starting a farm in Arkansas, but the whole thing of like um, you know building something out of nothing for yourself. You know, I feel like that probably echoes a lot in um, in immigrants and um, especially coming from Asia and stuff. And um, mm-hmm. I also think that like. Th- you know, we haven't mentioned like the sister at all. Like his sister was like, also like she had a lot of character in her, but she was like kind of sidelined by everyone, which like, again, I don't want to like the smallest role. Yeah. She had the smallest role, but like, you know, the grandma Mm -hmm. took a particular interest in the boy, even though the sister was older and smarter and very capable of herself. She like took an interest of him, which I think is like, you know, typical of grandma's, but also maybe, uh, Asian-American grandmas, too, uh, or Asian grandmas, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I think that's kind of a stereotype in some ways. But, I, like...
1: I did like the scene with um, the daughter and her mom um, in, like, the last third when they're sitting on the floor together. And she just kind of, like, tells her just, like, how amazing she is. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was kind of one of the bigger character moments for the daughter. Yeah. And yeah, I liked that scene a lot.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I also... I mean, it's like... I, yeah. No, go on. Go on, ahead, Nick. make something. You go.
2: You go. You go. I was going to, I was going to kind of shift a little bit. Um, so if you wanted know. to say something about that, yeah.
0: Oh, I mean, I wasn't going to say anything about the the daughter, I guess. I was just going to yeah. go on about like, yeah, something different, I guess. Uh, we're both uh, okay. being incisive in this moment, yeah, yeah. but, uh, you know, it's, I was going to, uh, yeah. I was going
2: to bring up like the, um, The relationship with the community that they had, I I thought was really interesting and there, there there's a lot to dig into there. Like, um, so, I mean, it starts out with them at, at work, at the sexing operation of the chickens and, and, um, kind of that community of Asian Americans, um, working, working together. Um, I thought there was a lot of really interesting stuff going on there, but also like, um, at church and their interactions with the community at church, and how both the the son and the daughter um, uh, make a friend at at this church gathering, and uh, <clears throat> um, and you know you eventually go over to their houses, and there's a lot of of stuff there, and and kind of meet their families. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think they're.
1: The all kids that's and flipping even with, off the uh the farmer friend in the back of the bus
2: yeah definitely um and and also that that character I forget his name uh the will Patton character um kind of the religious guy uh I, I loved all those interactions there was there was so much to to read into with all of them um like even like in that church scene all the little interactions that that they had with with the local people were it was like such an interesting like clash of of culture, like two two groups of people who really don't don't have any good understanding um, of the other's culture and um, and don't really know how to interact with each other, and especially with the with the two kids, like The little boy, the, the, yeah, no, the, the little boy, the, and like
1: the girl that. when she, she was saying like all the words, yeah, yeah. but <laughs> in like but in like an actually curious way, yeah. Like kind yeah, of, she you know, wasn't it was like trying her.
3: to be offensive
0: or anything. She's yeah. Just yeah like, I mean, it was both, this offensive, how this but also really cute and sweet. Right. Like it was like, you're being, <laughs> so offended, but also you're being like. authentic. So, yeah. And then the, the daughter like took that as like, Oh, actually you're just making syllables, but Oh, actually that was a word. And her reaction yeah. was like, wow, I said a yeah. word, you know, and it's uh-huh.
2: tell me. Yeah. More. And then the, the yeah. boy comes up to him and he's like, why is your face so flat? <laughs> And it was just, the boy's like, it's not. It's not. And he goes, oh, my name's what's David. Different? What's your name? <laughs> you want to <laughs> sleep over at so my yeah. house? Uh,
0: yeah. You know, and then later on, the, I was going to bring up that scene where later on in the movie, he does sleep over at his house. And it's like the, the parents are non-existent. They're like deadbeat parents. Mm-hmm. And they just like do whatever they want overnight. And then the dad shows up in the morning. And he's like hungover and sleeping around or something. And he's just kind of like a, mm-hmm. seemingly like a scumbag. But then he goes on to be like, you know oh yeah uh, the last guy there killed himself huh that sucks well you better help yeah. your dad on that farm you know which yeah. is like you know kind of like kind of shocking for you know a little kid to hear probably and then mm-hmm. uh but then later on in the movie it's like that you know that's like been echoed like like they're aware that someone died in that house killed themselves in the house and they end up like cleansing the house like uh you know the religious mm-hmm. friend that we keep talking about who carries the car- cross around yeah. he comes in he like cleanses the house and it's you know, it's kind of interesting. All that that stuff is is connected and through the community.
1: Mm-hmm. I spent yeah. a lot of this movie trying to figure out what time period it was in, mostly based off the community. Because I was like, oh, yeah. this is such a small town, like. Right. Is this the like 1890? Like when <laughs> is this? Because this town is so small. They have. Um, good, I thought
0: it was the 50s for a while. Yeah. Like, I really, I thought it was the 50s for the longest time, and I mean, part of that might be Arkansas, you know. But, right. That's uh, what I was just gonna say. But I,
1: <laughs> when you read the synopsis, you said the 80s. I was yeah. like, oh, okay. Well, there's but a there's a I line right in the Arkansas, beginning
3: like, where he's like trying to get his well situated, and the guy's like, "Good thing you're farming here," because Reagan's bringing all the money to the farmers or something so then i was like oh
1: okay so that's okay i missed that i missed that yeah but yeah there's still parts of the country that i mean just, just these communities are this small i guess yeah yeah
0: you know, I, I we haven't really said too much about the father character either, and I mean, I think there's there's a lot to like take take in about him. You know, just he, you know, I, I kind of agree with Sean that I don't know if he's the main character, but in some ways he is. I mean, like his his whole uh, crux of the movie is like just trying to, you know, take care of his family and. The pride that he's carrying that comes along with that, and then when it starts failing, it's like he that that dilemma is all on him and what he's gonna do. Like, is are they gonna move back to California? Is he gonna go with them? Like, is he abandoning the family if he doesn't go? It's um, is he gonna kill himself like the last guy in that trailer? You know, like there, there is a lot there, and um, you know, uh, I thought Stephen Young played it really, really well. Like, I thought he was. Like, you know, I'd seen him in The Walking Dead and stuff, but I haven't really seen him in too much else. And, I mean, he was really good. So, Def. cool. I mean, do you guys good have anything pick, else Derek. to add? Thank yeah, you. Yeah, good job, Derek. Thank <laughs> you. Yeah, Minari. So, uh, yeah, that, that's going to be out uh, on Digital Rental or in theaters. Um, so, you know, check it out. Uh, highly recommend that one as well. Um, it's actually in so, theaters right
3: now. I just looked it up.
0: Oh, it? okay. Yeah. If your theater is open and you feel safe going, um, I'm not there yet. But if you're post vax, you yeah, <laughs> yeah, you might be. I'm not sure. Um, okay, so uh, that leaves one more movie. It's uh, my movie pick, and it's called uh, "Promising Young Woman." I feel like this is the most controversial of all the movies, just because it's it's pretty weird. You know, it's pretty uh, it's a pretty wild ride. So, um, real quick, I'm going to read the plot summary from uh, Letterboxd, and let me make sure it's not too long and complicated. No, it's short. Okay, cool. Um, a young woman haunted by a tragedy in her past takes revenge on the predatory men unlikely, unlucky enough to cross her path. So, um, yeah, I mean, the basic premise of this movie is that Carrie Mulligan is, um, is the main character, and um, it's alluded to... That it's, her friend from college, like she was in, she was in medical school, and her friend was, um, like, got drunk probably at a party and um, was taken advantage of, like, big time. It's implied, at least initially, that it was like taken advantage of. But it turns out to be like pretty bad, and um, and then she, uh, it's implied that she committed suicide or something happened to her, and so she she spends her nights, um, like pretending to be blacked out drunk at bars and clubs. Like she sits in corners, just like being super drunk until a guy hits on her and then takes her home. And then she goes into his apartment and he starts like, you know, making the moves on this like passed out girl. And then she like, like tells him that she's not, you know, she like comes out of it and she's like stone cold. So sober.
1: What was and that uh, recent JLo movie that everyone really liked? Oh,
0: hustlers, uh, hustlers, uh, hustlers. Kinda had a
1: similar premise to Hustlers.
0: Okay. I didn't see (laughs)
1: Hustler's. Me
0: neither. Not really. (laughs) Wasn't that like a heist movie or something? That's what I thought.
1: (laughs) Girls pretending to be drunk at bars to Yeah. Anyways, take advantage but actually are sober and take advantage of the people there. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean the the
0: opposite actually.
2: They would go to the women would go to bars and, and get men really, really drunk and drug men and then steal money from them.
0: And similar to me. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's opposite because it's 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 what it is, is that it's like um, it's reversing the behavior instead of like doing instead of actually doing something to someone. It's like like putting someone's actions against them. You know, so hustlers, it's like they're, you know, they're out getting these people. Um, and she's she's tricking them, sure. But also it's like she's not actually like doing anything that they wouldn't have done to someone else. You know, they're they're like predatory guys like, oh, well, I can take that girl home who's passed down that chair. She needs a ride, you know, and um,
3: it's like forcing them to deal with their
0: mm-hmm.
3: bad yeah, intentions. Like, head yeah.
0: On. And although and then like the plot does evolve, you know, yeah. I mean. Uh, We are going to do spoilers for this movie. Um, I don't know if we should do them right off the bat, but, you know, and I guess I've already spoiled a little bit of it, but it does it does go a little bit further where, um, she finds the guys who are actually like involved in what happened to her friend. And she starts like a plot to like a kill bill style, like plot to get revenge on every single person. I mean, she doesn't actually cross anyone off a list, but it certainly feels like there could have been a list that she was crossing off of. And um, I mean,
2: they're even numbered, aren't they? Like,
0: yeah, they're chapters. Yeah. There are chapters for sure. And, um, you know it's not just the guys too like there was like um, a girl that was complicit that like denied that anything happened and I she like her. got revenge on her and then there was the like dean of the dean at the school who she like confronted and you know, she did pretty horrible things to these people like I mean for example like the dean she uh, she picked up the girl's daughter the dean's daughter and tricked the daughter into like coming to a location with her and then made the dean feel like that girl was like at a party like about to be taken advantage of and like that's a pretty terrifying thing for an adult mom you know of a teenager like my daughter's about to be like probably like taken advantage of sexually and it's going to be really really bad and uh you know it makes you really uncomfortable but also it's like it's kind of like you know, throwing it back in your face a little bit of like, this happens to women all the time, like rape culture. Like this is a thing that happens in rape culture. And how are you reacting to it? You know, do you think this is bad? Like, did she cross a line to you? Uh, maybe, but also like, it's also reflective of like, you know, you know, where would you draw the line in real life as well you know this is this is very much a social satire you know i mean we're talking a lot of drama right now but the movie is like pretty funny as well like it's it's all over the place tonally and um you know i historically am hit or miss with movies that bounce around with tones and this one actually really worked for me like i really i really loved how it did the tones because there were moments that were that were very dramatic there were moments that were actually like pretty scary intense and then there were other moments that i was like laughing pretty hard i mean bo burnham's in it like uh, molly shannon shows up like comedians are in this movie and uh you know max greenfield is in like the climax he's just at the, the climax party and his his one scene is like super funny. And it's also enclosed with incredible drama and sadness. You know, he's, um, the kid from super bad, the nerd. Yeah. McLovin is in it for sure. Yeah. McLovin. Um, so, you know, it's, it's funny. There's also, there's also a, like uh, a musical sequence with Carrie Mulligan and, uh, Bo Burnham, like dancing and singing (laughs) like straight out of like high school musical in a, in a drugstore, you know, they're just like dancing around and the lights are going crazy. It's like, you know, this movie's all over the place, but you know, it works for me because it's a social satire. You know, it's not like, it's not like you're supposed to like be taking it with realism. Like the other three movies that we've talked about on this episode, this movie is very much like a caricature and you're supposed to be like, you know, reacting to the horrible things that are happening, but also like, it's not really about the horrible things. It's about like the reflection of them and, what that means to the rest of society. So, um, yeah, uh, this movie was crazy, and uh, I I definitely dug it. Um, but um, what say you guys What about you guys?
3: That last part you said about, like, kind of reflecting, like, that's the most interesting part about this movie. I really liked it. Um, like you said, it's really easy to watch, and it's really fun, and, uh, you know, they really get into... Like the the look and feel of the movie, like the music is loud, and like the the thriller scenes are really like you know dark and grimy, and like they really get into like the genre when they're when they're messing around with each genre that they kind of dabble in. But like the most interesting thing for me is, yeah, like you feel because the look and style. Of the movie that you're watching that like she is doing something bad when she like lures these guys in, you know, like I think that's probably intentional. Like they're making it look like she's going to kill them or something, but like she's not really doing anything. <laughs> and like that's it's really it, it's just like such a brilliant way to tell that kind of story because it's it's like those guys are so horrified because they're realizing what they were going to do. It, and they kept
0: saying the same thing. All these guys say the same thing. Like I'm, I'm a nice guy. I wouldn't (laughs) do something bad. And it's like, well, if you're a nice guy, why were you about to have sex with someone who's passed out literally, you know? So it's like the weird perception thing that people Mm -hmm. don't see themselves truly.
3: Yeah. And they put yeah, like you're saying, like they picked a lot of comedic actors to play those roles, so it's like it worked out even better. It just it makes those scenes so much more engaging, and so I think caricatures, like the best, that is a really good way to describe like what this movie does constantly throughout the whole thing, because it's like none of it's real, but it's like all about and addressing real mm-hmm. things constantly, mm-hmm. but at like a heightened state, I guess. Uh, I don't know. It's a really interesting like way to do it. And I think it, like they nailed that style perfectly. Like it just, it works so well, um, constantly. Like,
1: I think, I think this movie had a lot of really like thrilling plot choices that works really well. um, like, while there's a lot of style, there's just like also a lot of great, like, twists and turns throughout the movie. Uh, one of the biggest ones I loved is like Bo Burnham's character. And they're really like building this up. Nick, you mentioned the like musical scene of them dancing in a convenience store and stuff. They really are building this up to be like a rom com between them of sorts, like very stereotypical rom com meets and developing their feelings and relationships. And I really loved. The twist in this movie and how just quickly it's cut off and dropped mm. and she's just like fuck you this is over and there's just nothing else beyond that like there's mm. no rom-com ending where they even come close to getting back together or mm-hmm. there's any kind of redemption it's just like is this hard stop and usually like all rom-com relationships have that point but then it comes back around. Well, in they. Climax and, I will point
2: out they actually kind of do do that um, earlier on when he catches her um, at a bar with with being taken away from yeah, a bar. Right, with, that's with true. That's guy. true. They yeah, do have yeah. that, and so they. Climax. They do early play in the movie, with those tropes the as movie, well,
1: for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, when the big explosion happens, uh, I, th- I loved that scene of them together, and uh, yeah, just her absolutely telling him off
0: in the Mm. most plain, blunt way. And there's just no redemption.
2: Yeah. And him. Yeah. His reaction to something.
0: I think there's something deeper to that as well. Like, I mean, I think that like, I think that's actually like a point of the movie in some ways. And that like, if it weren't for trauma and the terrible things that happened to her and her best friend, um, they would have been in a rom-com, you know, or they would have mm-hmm. just, like, gone and been uh, a doctor and fallen in love and hopefully started a family or something. Like, it would have been, like, a normal life, a normal movie. But instead, like, they had terrible things happen to them, uh, traumatic things. Uh, no one was held accountable for the, for those terrible things. And they were instead, like, victimized f- for the things that happened to them. And then, uh, you know, that just causes, like so much long-term damage for, for, for these people. And, uh, you know, it happens, it happens all the time. Like, this is like a thing that, so much long-term
2: so much long-term damage for the wrong people.
0: Right. And it's like, like constantly it's, you know, well, you don't want to ruin a young man's life for, uh, for a silly mistake they made, but instead like, it's never thought about like the thing that, uh, um mm-hmm. the the people whose lives are ruined f- for some that happened to them because of that said mistake um mm-hmm. but uh you know it's it, it paints it, yeah. it paints the story in broad broad strokes but i think that's like the point of the movie that they're
2: trying to make definitely yeah this is this is definitely the most stylized movie i saw this year i think from what i recall um and, and i think like <clears throat> um emerald fennel Uh, has such a unique and interesting and like precise vision for this movie. Um, and it just, it looks really slick. Like the, all the colors and the lighting and the, the stylized like, um, um, wardrobes and, um, you know, it it just, there's a, there's a really cool look to this movie that
1: I really say set design. Too? Set design, the yeah, like the, coffee house or yeah. like her parents' home, yeah. and how domestic that looks, like yeah, yeah. There's a lot of good stuff the bar, stuff all
2: like the that. bars, and, and everywhere mm-hmm. that you know she went. Um, yeah, it was it, it like, um, and it, yeah, it, it it really felt like she took so much care and and put so much thought into every single aspect of this movie um the look and the feel and the tone um as well as the screenplay and everything and i think like we we've talked to kind of talked a little bit about it but like the casting of the characters i think is so smart um casting like these kind of uh it, it, using the um the actor's previous roles and the previous characters that they have played um to kind of trick your expectations for their characters in this movie i think is so clever and it's it's like in a really meta way um like what harm can
1: mclovin actually do yeah yeah exactly
2: mclovin like just just some like dorky kid um but yeah exactly how much how much harm can he do um until he gets his hands on a on a you know out of con- or uh, a woman Blacked who out isn't girl. in control of her um, decisions, uh, and um, yeah, I, th- I, I thought there was a lot of that kind of stuff with um, Schmidt and um, I forget his name, but the the guy from Glow, um, like those those types of scenes are are so clever. Um, the way that they're like almost playing these previous characters um that you already kind of know and already kind of have feelings about, but kind of twisting it in a, in a really interesting way to make a so many smart points and to, right. I mean, and like to say totally, so many interesting things about that's a
0: really great point. Sean, because like, like we, we know McLevin, like we mm. know McLevin, So like seeing McLevin do something like that, you're like, You're like, uh, but also I get it, you know, like, yeah, he, he would probably maybe, I mean, he's a nice guy, Mm -hmm. but also he's a desperate weirdo, but then like, you know, that you mentioned Schmidt, like his, you know, we, we love Schmidt, but like, and we also know that Schmidt from new girl, that character is like supportive and he loves his friends and he's kind of a weirdo douchebag, but also he like, he'll do anything for his friends. And then like, Mm -hmm. you know, that plays on like, you know, spoiler, 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 you know, like his best friend like kills her, you know, he, he, literally kills her. And then Schmidt's going, Oh, Hey, this wasn't your fault. So this, this wasn't your fault. Hey, you, mm-hmm. you did nothing wrong. Yeah, and a, it's like the way he sells such that a great. Like, like so in, funny. in any other like, context, so dark, but it's like hilarious, but so dark. Yeah. But like, it's also yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. You know, in any other con- escape, con- context, those feelings of feeling bad, because you know, this could have happened to anyone, but uh, great point, Sean. Uh, you know, you How certain were you guys if you haven't already if known Schmidt?
1: Mm-hmm. How certain were you guys in that scene that it wasn't gonna fully happen? I didn't character?
3: think it was real
1: until the fire pit. And I was like, Oh. Okay. <laughs> wow. It was so shocking <laughs> yeah. and such a turn on the movie. Yeah. Like uh, I I actually thought Bo Burnham was gonna kick down the door. <laughs> and, oh yeah. Like be the rescuer and uh-huh. they would get back together and it would all come full circle. Like mm-hmm. I was just like, there's no way. There's yeah. no way this is happening right now. Yeah. But I
3: also thought I also thought like the 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 next ending wasn't going to happen at all too. I definitely thought it was like gonna end on that.
2: Yeah, just end downer. on a really <laughs> heavy, depressing Yeah. like it's all fucked. Yeah. There's no there's no fixing it. There's no <laughs> revenge to be had there's no yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah that was an incredible scene the way the the one shot um just slowly pushing in on it and and yeah the slow realization that she's not getting out of it and
3: yeah um, no that was it that was like for how little is happening there, there's a lot mm. happening like yeah. to us
1: in that and scene. Then like watching, I was like, "Do you even need to go this far, dude? Like, right. like can you just hold her down for like?" Uh, uh, yeah, like you're. Yeah. F- there's a
3: part where he so like grabs head. his foot to like get a sharper mm. angle, like with his knee too. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. like a, like fu- like this guy is like a real real like piece of shit like deep deep yeah. down like <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: yeah and, and even, then talk about like juxtaposition of tones like yeah almost hard cutting from that to the next morning to this like really light like schmidt walks in and like <laughs> almost kind of a, a a typical um
3: he does setup he literally, and, literally like, does like the schmidt thing like from a uh, new girl like yeah. after he pokes her he like does the quick like head like the She's dead. That's oh, yeah. like, like a Schmidt Winston. thing. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah. So smart. Yep. So many clever uh, bits and pieces throughout the movie, just screwing your, with your expectations. Even that, like the song singing, song and dance scene. Like it was on one hand, it was like really cute and really charming what they were doing, but at the same time, it was almost, almost a little too cute. A little too charming the song was a little too like superficial and super exaggerated and yeah. exaggerated yeah so it, like I yeah the writing everything was was super smart in this movie
3: super smart really fun super smart yeah like just I'm really glad fun.
1: this was a left field pick from Nick I think you were juggling to a few different movies Nick and it was I this wasn't on my radar so it's cool that we landed on this one. Yeah, this is a good pick. This was definitely on my radar for, I think it was supposed to come out at the
3: beginning of the year. And they ended up mm. uh, pulling it because of COVID and stuff. Okay. Wow. And then it's just now coming out.
0: Yeah, I uh, yeah, I knew I was going to pick this movie. Um, but um, I definitely was pleasantly surprised. You know, I I, I really didn't know what I was really going to, I didn't really know what it was. Yeah. So um
2: I will also say like, yeah, like uh, Kelly was kind of similar. She, she like read the premise of this movie and she's like, this is going to be so on the nose. Like mm-hmm. it's just going to be hammering you over the head with its message. And she actually, she ended up really liking it and it definitely, definitely isn't what you expect for sure.
3: And if that's the kind of thing, yeah. like when you read that plot and you're like, this is not for me. It's like, I think this movie does a really good job at just like, like being engaging, funny and just like quality all around that. Mm-hmm. Like I can see it really pulling in people that really aren't into that kind of, um, you know, whatever commentary mm-hmm. about stuff. <laughs> I don't know. Rape. Yeah. I mean, I can just you see, can I it. can see like this movie being like uh, like people avoiding it because of what it's about, you know? Yeah, but i think reading the synopsis yeah but i think it's it's much more accessible than it might feel like mm-hmm. it might
0: be you know well i think the i think the ending is kind of screwy in some ways with um with the message i guess because the ending makes it feel like it's like she won or like it's like a happy ending in some ways like you know these guys got revenge like she she accurately hit her revenge but i mean i think if you like really look at it it's like you know, are are these guys really gonna get off? Are they gonna really get prosecuted by this legal system that has historically, um, you know, protected these kind of types of people? And I think there's been a lot of people who are kind of weirded out by that, like who who have watched this movie, and um, but I don't know. I, I think the movies that I think not- there's a co- I think
2: there's a couple things to you can kind of read into there. I think first of all, I. I don't think you're supposed to question whether or not they get off. Um, because, and I don't think it's a mixed message either because they're not they're not being prosecuted for rape or they're not being prosecuted for what they did, you know, decades ago. They're being prosecuted for killing someone and then um, trying to cover up that murder. And there's sure. almost no world where they could get off for that it's a pretty cut and dry like they found the burn pile they they know you know um and then like uh, and uh, and then on top of that like the tape is going to come out for for everyone else and so i don't i don't i just uh, i guess i've heard that that kind of argument before i just, i'm not entirely also doesn't
3: she kind of loop in the prosecutor for that case mm-hmm. like yeah Kind of tipping him off yeah. about what's about to happen.
0: He's the one that, like, he's the one that I think went to the police, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, sure. Um, but but still, I mean, like, I don't know, I think the movie, uh, I don't know, I, I think that it's like, okay, so it comes down to murder to get guys like this to get uh, in yeah. trouble, you know, and then yeah. also, like, she's dead now, you know, so yeah. you know, that sucks, you yeah. know, <laughs> you know, what I mean, like, it's it's like it is like kind of tonally kind of weird with that just in terms of like, well, and I think, you know, that's like part of, it took thing- her dying for her to mm-hmm. get these guys in trouble. You know?
3: Just yeah. yeah. Well, that's the kind of interesting, interesting thing about her character too. Cause she has a, uh, an interesting character in this movie. Like she's got a lot of different personality things. And there's that when she goes and sees Molly Shannon and stuff, you know, Molly Shannon's like, trying to get her to just like stop, you know, she doesn't want like mm. a second life ruined Move by this on. thing. Yeah. But Move it's like part of the thing is she's like this, you know, deep down, it's like, this is her life. Like she wants nothing more, literally nothing mm-hmm. more yeah. than to make them like pay genuinely. Somehow. I think, yeah.
2: like, I think that that was what the movie was trying to establish early on. Like she, she genuinely isn't seeking a better life. Right. You know, even though her parents and her employer and everyone around her is kind of pushing her in that direction. Yeah. I think genuinely this is her life and that's, that's all she has.
3: Yeah. And it's all she wants to. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. Yeah. Do you that- think she went there expecting to die? i I don't like she was going to push them to that point no matter what right
2: i don't think so
3: you don't think so i don't
2: know maybe i mean i guess the
3: i guess the alternative you want a direct answer
2: i would say it's it's too much to to make that leap you know yeah um there's you know handcuffing him to the bed and
3: I guess that um, was her backup plan plan a yeah, was carving it, the name into the guy's chest
2: yeah I, I i think so
3: but in case that didn't work out
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> she just knew, i think she knew the danger of right. going in there and um
3: yeah yeah what a weird crazy movie um, i like it a lot though
0: yeah well, far out, guys. Uh, I think that pretty much wraps us up on this episode, though. Um, so we talked about those four movies. Um, our next episode is going to be our top ten, where we will uh, rank our top ten movies of the year. You know, I think this is collectively our favorite thing we do every year. It's a, it's always a hoop. It's always a lot of fun. So um, yeah, we'll be doing that next week, and then after that, we will. Um, after that, we're going to switch to a weekly show, and we're going to be going uh, – we're going to be streaming every week, and uh, I'll have some more solid details on that next episode. But, yeah, we're going to be putting out weekly episodes and uh, one movie per episode and shorter episodes uh, on YouTube and still on the podcast feed. So, um, yeah, so stay tuned for that. Um, so we've got some pretty exciting stuff coming up. So, yeah. Um, Real quick, uh, let's just say what what was your favorite movie out of these? No, we're not gonna do that because we'll see we'll see you next week with. uh um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't want don't want to spoil anything for y'all. So um, anyway, uh, do you guys have anything else to say? That's it's, it.
2: Uh, how about in that vein? Uh, any movies that anyone still needs to see, like uh, the biggest biggest movie that anyone still wants to or
0: needs to see before they
2: mm. do their list.
1: Ugh, um, i don't have it off the top mine, of my head mine hmm.
0: is called mine is called another round but i don't know if i'm gonna actually get to it it's a drinking movie that's supposed <laughs> to be great um so i don't know Shit House is another drinking movie that's supposed to be great oh, wait, so is that, I might the, watch of is those, that
3: but, the uh mads mickelson
0: movie yeah yeah it's supposed to be Druk? great but yeah again I think I'm gonna spend my next couple of weeks rewatching a lot of stuff, just because there's a handful of movies where I'm like, I loved it when I first saw it, but I'm not sure how much I loved it. So, yeah. you know, for me, I love movies more uh, the more I rewatch them. So, um, yeah, I'm gonna rewatch a few. So,
1: yeah, I might check out cool. Shirley.
3: Nice.
2: Mm-hmm. I need. I'm gonna see his house and a couple. Mm-hmm. of, I also haven't seen oh, Dick yeah. Johnson is dead. His house.
3: Which Shoot. Day?
0: His house okay and so with that uh monthly monthly movie dispatch signing off uh keep watching have a great day later bye
1: bye